Hi, so you're joining us for episode 15 of the Inspiring Selling Professionals podcast. And this week we're on video and on audio because we've got the wonderful Nikki Rhodes-Hill joining us, who is um, an award-winning session tech and celebrity manicurist. And she's going to be talking to us today about everything surrounding session work and how you get into it and what it is that she's got coming up that's going to be hopefully helping lots of people take that career pathway too. So without further ado, um, I'll hand over to the interview and see you on the other side. Wonderful. So hello, Nikki. We're bringing Nikki Rose Hill um, Session Tech to our world today. So just to start with Nikki, if you'd just like to give us an introduction to who you are and what your background is, please. Oh, hi everyone. My name is Nikki Rosedale, as Sue's just said. Um, I'm currently mostly involved in doing session work, but I started off uh, almost 20 years ago doing um, getting into the professional nail industry and loving it, dreaming it, sleeping it. The, all I thought about was nails and I just went into it, opened my little salon in Tunbridge Wells, um, ran that for about eight or nine years until the landlord went bust. Um, and then I ended up going mobile. And then uh, during the course of doing an event with Sweet Squared, I bumped, really bumped into Lisa Smith and I hadn't seen her for many years. She was my tutor originally. Oh, and I, um, she was talk, giving a talk about session work and I just, my ears sort of like, oh, this, this sounds like something I'm really interested in. And so yeah. I just sort of like from about 2013, I suppose, when I went mobile after my salon had to close, um, I was doing mobile and I decided that, you know, doing something else nail related would actually work quite well yeah. and then when this, this sort of like little talk by Lisa came up I thought actually that is it that's where I want to aim yeah. my challenge to myself next yeah and it is I think sometimes those things just kind of something just grabs you doesn't it it's like for me like the competitions grab me and I think for a lot of us that have kind of diversified a little bit you just see that little chink of something that you think oh yeah that's good definitely that's yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, uh, at the end of the day, whether you're doing competitions or session work, it's, it's all challenges to your own personal yeah. creativity, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, the session world is, is really quite challenging. There's so many different pressures and deadlines and stuff involved in it. So there is. It's also very spontaneous and last minute. And, you know, you have to yeah. get yourself together and up to London within a matter of hours sometimes. I know this is it, because I was saying like, on my last episode, I've been trying to pin you down for a couple of weeks. And it's like, and your life just is, is literally can be very, um, yeah, that's it. You're off and you're gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It literally, you just don't know from one day to the next. Sometimes you might look at anything for two or three weeks. And then and all of a sudden you might have three weeks where you haven't got room to breathe. Yeah. But that's, yeah, it is quite, yeah, it's a quite a difficult way to plan your life, really, isn't it? But it's, um, but enjoyable. It is. I mean, it's, I, cho I chose to go into it 99% of my time. So I've got a very small client base as well. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit smaller since the pandemic, but then clients do come and go. They're not, they're not yours Absolutely. for life anyway. So yeah. um, it is. I've just lost one of mine, actually. It's been with me for 16 years. And I know I'm moving and everything and everything's about unsettled. But after 16 years of fortnightly handholding, um she's she's gone and it's like yeah. and, I, and i'm so gutted but it's but it's one of those things isn't it life moves on and things I've change been a, lot of, a lot of my clients have been with me since day one and one i just went to see this morning she's um she's been with me since 2003 which is uh 2002 2003 when i first started yeah. and she's still oh. with me and then some have been with me for 10 years gone away come back again yeah this so is it, isn't it, it i think 
if you, you know, and I think if you're good at what you do, people do tend to stick around and, and if they do go away for any reason, they usually will come back and find you, won't they? Exactly, but, exactly, yeah. exactly. So just as a little, because um, we were sort of talking just before we started recording about the, um, the glamorous vision that everybody seems to have of session work and how so many people that are entering the industry see um you know fashion shows and um like advertising shoots and that kind of stuff as as a as a key factor of why they might want to come into the industry because yeah. it is that glamorous bit of you know being with the celebs and models and all that kind of stuff but um you know and i know as well that it isn't quite so glamorous so no. sometimes i'm sure it is and you get to be in amazing places but can you just sort of give us like a, a sort of a view of what a day in the life of a session professional is well, if you're doing, let's let's start, say, for instance, with Fashion Week. I mean, obviously, Fashion Week is a slightly different um, animal at the moment because yeah. it hasn't really re regained where it left off um, at the beginning of the pandemic. So yeah. we, don't, we obviously, there isn't a, um, a way forwards to know how it's going to move forwards. But yeah. say, for instance, um, you get asked, or as, as a lead nail tech, I get asked to sort of provide a team of, uh, um, a, a team of nail techs for a show. Um, I would get them all together. I would post out on Facebook. I've got a couple of Facebook groups that I would post in to get them there. And it basically, they're given all the details to meet meet wherever wherever the show's taking place. You get to the show. You might have to wait for another show to finish before you can go in because obviously you get muddled up with who's with what designer. And then you you would um, you just you set yourself up. You get given a, a call sheet and not a call sheet, a model sheet with all the models on. Some of them might be coming from another show. But the glamorous side of it is really what the, what that you see. Um, you know what's videoed and what you see as a, cons what a consumer would see. The the that backside backstage side is quite. Is quite tight at times. You know, you, you might be sitting under a table painting toads. You might be standing backwards with a model got a hand behind that way so you can paint her nails because hair and makeup are around yeah. them like like little mosquitoes. You know, and you're having to be under the table doing toes and behind their head doing hands. It's not as not as not as glamorous. Not as quite as glamorous. And, and and actually, that, and that must have quite a, um, a physical impact on you as a as it a. Can do. And if you're doing like ten, you know, five to ten shows over a five-day period, yeah, you know, because all that being in cramped spaces must be quite difficult on the shoulders and the arms and stuff and knees. Yeah, definitely, it's 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 something to it's something to bear in mind to sort of always make sure you you move around either between a model or whoever's nails you're doing yeah. you move around you stretch and everything like that because there is a manic time and that's usually the last five minutes before they go on on the runway yeah um and there's some models are still arriving then from the previous show so you everyone's like on them like like bees to honey yeah and so when you're doing a shoot like when you're yeah because when you're doing like a fashion show it would be much more sort of in the moment they, they literally come in they have their nails painted or do you um, do you think that you have work that you pre-prepare? I can't say the word. Pre-prepare. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> there, there, obviously there is a, a, pre a preparation period. If they want press on, they want extravagant long nails. There is a pre-prepare. Um, to be fair, you can you you need to be able to be really organised for that side of things. So your team lead needs to know where they're going to get the nail the press on nails yeah. from, how they're going to adhere them to the nails without using um, nail adhesive um, yeah. on, directly on the nails. Um, so that they're easily removable, they have to be painted, they're dry, that you have to make sure you've got a variety of sizes. So you don't just do sizes one to 10, you do sizes one to 
or zero to wherever, but you do multiple numbers of them yeah. because you don't know what size fingernails the models are going to have. And yeah. if you, you start to run out, they're just going to have whatever sizes you've got left that, that as a close a fit as possible. You know, and that, that can happen. Yeah. You know? And then you see that at the end of it, you just see them all over the floor. No, all that hard work. <laughs> well, they, they, they think they're rushing off to go somewhere else. You see yeah. them all over the floor, and then you know you're thinking, "Oh dear, all that hard work." But anyway, it's 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 all done. Everyone's done that bit of hard work. The hair's done the hard work. Yeah. The, the makeup's done the hard work. The designers have done the designs. The production have done everything. It's it's yeah. it's actually quite quite exciting to be part of it, but also quite it's it's some people find it quite stressful. I just take you know. If, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If there's a problem, you try you deal with it there and then, and you, yeah. you have to do the best you can to get as close to the answer as possible. Yeah. And so for something like that, if there's if they want to have extreme work or whatever done, do you get like a long like a long lead up? So maybe a month's or month's notice or something like Some, that. Or? Sometimes if they know what the idea, some designers can be quite specific and they they're quite organised with their lead time between when they want it to be done, started and the actual day itself. So the, um, yeah, you can, you can have sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's been a five, five or six days. Sometimes it's been two weeks. Sometimes it's been a month. Yeah. It just depends on how organized and how, what the decision is made. Cause sometimes they might not make a decision on what they want on the nails until two days beforehand. And yeah. then you have to sort of negotiate whether it's possible to do what they want or whether you have yeah. to come to a compromise to give them something close to what they want, but not exactly how they, originally sit depending on the time yeah oh it's just mad isn't it it, it is mad but it's fun yeah. it is yeah. fun. and so and so when you're working so so do you i take it you get to know a lot of the makeup artists and the hair um teams yeah. as well so you all i presume that the designers for the fashion shows kind of come back to the same people again and again often quite often yeah you know sometimes they'll get they, they will you have a run of time with the designer a few different seasons some seasons like with Ralph and Russo for instance in Paris we we did I started off helping Lisa doing the nails for for um for Ralph and Russo she then handed it on to me and then for the last sort of four or five seasons she's come and worked with me yeah uh, so it's sort of it's it's sort of like um you know mutual respect thing at the end of the yeah. day oh, that's good. time to do it and I wanted to do it because it was something I really enjoyed yeah and so and is it like a similar kind of setup when you're doing like advertising shoots and um, that kind of thing like your front covers and things that you do sometimes it depends i mean my first front cover was um a vogue cover that um i i did independently back in 2014 and i got there and i haven't i my, my kit was quite quite sort of like uh, scarce if you like it I didn't have press on nails because I've literally only been doing it for a few months so I didn't have a supply of press on nails couldn't get hold of any because the, the job came in at six o'clock so in the evening so I couldn't get any press on nails so um, with a bit of discussion with a few people I ended up taking some nail tips and then some soak off gel my lamp and, the, mm. and just in case they wanted long nails and of course they wanted long nails but the, the nails lasted for two days which is the the duration of the shoot yeah and the the nails um not one came off in two days they soaked off within sort of 15 20 minutes at the end yeah. everyone was happy and they were on the front cover so it's you know so the, the the end result was that it worked but it wasn't the perfect starting point but i then realized okay i now have to start building a kit yeah um to get to get the sort of like the, the basic essentials in a kit ready to go when you're asked yeah, whenever. This is, i think it is isn't it? i think like with anything in, in um 
well, I suppose really just in life is like those moments of adversity kind of give you the biggest kick to realise what you what you do need to be doing. Yes. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, so, um, so how do, so how does it work? So, if someone wanted to get into this into this part of the um, salon industry and work for sessions and um, fashion shoots, all that kind of stuff, what what sort of process do they need to go through? And I, we're we'll, we're going to come to something Nikki's about to launch very shortly, um, but this will like segment quite nicely into it. So, what kind of um, channels do they need to go through? And what kind of learning do they need to have behind them? Well, initially, they need to have a desire to want to work sort of within fashion and advertising in a way because and the creativity that goes with it because I mean fashion has no no there's no depth there's so much depth to it and there's, mm. there's you just don't know what the next design is going to look like or what the what what a photographer or a stylist would want you to do so you have yeah. to be quite um quite quite adaptable you have to be quite fle flexible with timings you need to be time time mindful of your times at least you know try and be there on time if obviously when there is problems with transport then there's problems with transport and it affects everybody but try and be mindful of that and but getting into it you can if you're already a nail professional which is a, you know the real thing you need to be haven't done it for a few years got your insurance in place and stuff like that you, you can approach agencies to assist if you know of anybody name say for instance you wanted to assist me you can contact me by uh, instagram dm i'm quite quite um open to being contacted on any, any means of social media um you can contact my agent you can contact any agencies if you've got like session mail text um and just offer yourself as a as an assistant and if they need one and you, you've, you've you've come across well and you know you've got everything in place they they, they you, you don't know it again it's going to be very last minute because if they need an assistant that's usually an assistant is a last minute ad addition yeah. to a, a shoot okay and so and you mentioned agencies there so are there is there sort of an, an easy way to find the agencies they, um, I suppose once you once you start sort of getting your foot wet in the, in the session industry you you meet people you discuss who you know you might sit and there might be um, makeup artists who assist other makeup you know lead makeup artists you just chat with them you have to network networking is so important yeah you know imagine. you go from one shoot to the next shoot you, you'll meet somebody from the previous shoot on the next shoot even if it's only your second shoot and then that, yeah. your network suddenly builds out and out and out and you, your knowledge of the industry grows and there are you can there, it depends some people call them you know man, management agencies there, there um, are creative agencies it depends how you search for them they can be found on google because everyone's yeah. got a website but it's um there's quite a number of them that uh so there's a few big big names there's like streeters and premier hair and makeup um and a few others i can't think of off the top of my head yeah. but they allow that they, they like people to be approached they like to be approached to be um have assistance because they never know when they need them yeah oh so that's quite interesting I know because I think it's one of those things isn't it it's sort of one of those it's it's such a public side of what the industry does mm -hmm. and yet it's actually sort of like a really well-kept secret and unless you know the right people to ask exactly the of, you never ever find out how you do it and whereas you know if you want to be a nail professional or a beauty professional you know you just go online and find a course or whatever and you know you start the journey but to start what you do you have to be in the industry and experienced and then you have to know that it is very much sort of who you know isn't it it is and also the other thing the other thing you can do is you can look on um an instagram profile of a session manicurist and usually there's a, there's a connection if they're with an agency there's a connection to yeah. their agent there um 
and then you could then you could go look on the agency website and see who else might be there and, and and you get it's like anything you look, you look at any website for anything and if you like it you think oh i might come back here and again and and, and have a look um but it is it is quite um it is a quite a secret is not the right word i don't think I'm not it's not the word i'm looking for yeah. but it's it's um a niche industry that yeah definitely you don't if you haven't if you don't know how to find the way in it's not always that easy yeah absolutely it's a bit like the magic circle isn't it or like fight club <laughs> i think it's a little bit more open than the magic circle <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit <laughs> but everything there i mean i know i mean i've been in the industry for years and i've, I've known quite a lot of um session texts over the years and and it's always like not and no one ever really talks about how you all get into it it's just what it's sort of is this like a closely guarded secret but once you know someone that knows and you ask the question then everybody will always say but yeah. I think maybe it's I don't know it's a bit it's a bit of a peculiarity isn't it but it's, it's, isn't it? uh, it's, it's always been a little bit like it's always been like that to, to some extent yeah. you know it's sort of um I don't want to call it elitist because I don't believe it's totally elitist but right. you know it, it, to, to an outsider it probably feels that way yeah you know and I should just mention as well because I can see quite a few stars behind you we probably <laughs> ought to just because uh, Nikki is an award-winning um, session tech and I know because we've, we've both got a couple of stars haven't we <laughs> <laughs> a couple of stars yeah <laughs> it's nice having a couple of stars but um yeah but you know you you've entered lots of different awards over the years haven't you and i know you've got two session tech awards from scratch stars yeah and, i've been uh, scratch stars probably for session the session nails is the only one specifically for session nails yeah. in the entire nail industry there isn't yeah. um the other ones they're more to do with like the salon salon nail pro yeah which is great but there isn't anything else for us session ladies no. to do a session nail text to do it no oh, it's good that you've got two of them though because <laughs> <laughs> well they are they're really hard to get aren't they you know yeah and i think you know there's a lot of award schemes out there that you know that you just you know drop your name in and all of a sudden you've got an award but mm. the um the scratch stars ones particularly we both know the amount of work that we put into our portfolios and yeah, the processes and stuff that we go through and it's and not it's not as straightforward as it seems you know no no so you know even if you're nominated you have to back it up with a mini portfolio of evidence based yeah. on the nomination yeah i know it is it's, there's a lot involved in it and so whenever you do win one they're always very highly prized <laughs> i know i know my two mine sit on my desk in my office and um yeah i just like to keep them close mine were downstairs in my lounge until i sorted this room out and this room's not it's still a work in progress <laughs> i know well, where i'm moving house everything's because i sort of obviously i closed my salon back in june closed and sold it back in, in june and so I've got all this stuff out of the sun and it's, it hasn't found a home because we're trying to set like we're going to be moving house. So I don't want it to find a home at the moment. So it's just, <laughs> it's just sitting on my desk next to me. But um, oh, anyway, so we sort of move on quickly into um, what it is that you're about to do because it's all quite exciting. And I was when I saw this the other day, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so good for industry. Um, so you are creating um, a course all around um, getting into session, the session world, aren't yeah. you? Well, yeah, because leading up, leading up to um, March 2020, there was often a number of messages, you know, that I get, you know, from people I don't know. How do I? How can I assist you? What? How can I get into the industry? Is there a course out there? And I thought, and I would say, well, you can always, 
contact my if you want to assist me contact my agent but it then got as sort of like everything slowed down and we all had to sort of like take step step back and not work for a while I suddenly started thinking well is that is this is there a course out there because there was a few years ago back in 2016 2017 with mastered and that was a fantastic course but there's been nothing since that I could see and um I just thought that the master course was great, but it was very creative based. So it was mood board based and very, very into in the fashion side of things, which was lovely. Um, but the real nitty gritty of the industry is not necessarily is what really everyone needs to know to get in is like, you know, um, what sort of kit do I need for fashion week? Yeah. Um, what sort of kit do I need for photo shoots? Are they the same thing? Well, yes, they are, but they're very different in many different ways. Um, uh, what insurance do I need? I didn't realise I needed a different insurance to what I had because I just thought professional nail insurance would cover me, yeah. but actually the one I had didn't. So I actually quickly, I was just about to change over and I quickly managed to do a switch. So there is a, wow. an element of finding yeah, out the insurance. Yeah, because you think, wouldn't you? You're, you know, if, if fundamentally you're just provi you're providing a service, aren't you, that you would whether you're mobile or in a salon, but clearly exactly. there's other factors that the insurance there are take into account. Definitely other factors that need to be taken. It, it, it only came up because... I, I was a show, shoot I, I couldn't actually make in the end and somebody else, went, um, I found out about it two days later and some of the set, set scaffolding fell down and nearly knocked out the photographer, really well-known photographer. Wow. And uh, one, one of the production people did get hurt, not badly, but badly enough. Um, so yeah, so and I suddenly thought, oh, I wonder if my can shoot, and that sort of like triggered a whole, yeah. a whole snowball of questions about my own one. And I found up, and I thought, oh, well, I'm actually not really sure to be doing this, so I better better look into yeah. this quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. So it was something that you know, if you don't know about, you don't look into. So yeah, that whole, you don't know what you don't know thing often exactly. comes up in our industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the so one thing is the kit. The other thing is um, is how how does how does Fashion Week work? You know, because they, they 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 were very, all very similar, but um, Paris is different to London. Obviously, it's a language barrier some to yeah. some extent. Um, different plugs, you know, all sorts of things for your yeah. kid you don't think of. Um, bit of an overnight bag just in case you get stuck in Paris, which has yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and and then uh, what was the other things that? Uh, yeah so what a photo shoot what's the call sheet what's an NDA yeah. what you know what's it like working with celebrities how you know how does that all work how does it manifest itself and these are things that aren't necessarily taught they're taught by usually if you're assist somebody you you find out as you work but it's nice to have a bit of information going into the industry even as an assistant yeah gives you a little bit more of the bigger picture the real nuts and bolts behind the yeah. industry you know what is what is a producer what does a producer do that a director doesn't do you know yeah it might sound quite it is there's a lot to take in but it, I thought well is that going to be a bit boring but actually no but I no. think it's really useful because you know I'm just it's automatically I'm just thinking oh my goodness so then when you're on a film set all yeah. of that stuff you know if, you, if you're doing tv programs or filming then you've got you know all your executive producers your producers your director yeah. your um, or whatever those people are called. There's so many different odd names within the filming. Um, yeah, I know. It was the, fir the first AD, the second AD, the yeah. this, the that. And yeah. also, I mean, many years ago, way, way back, way back when in the prehistoric age of my my life, I um, did. I was an extra for for a few years, so I worked on films and TV yeah. programs. So I and I had a little bit of an in inroad into how it sort of worked, even before I even did nails. You know, yeah. so it was quite. Um, quite interesting because it is a, it is an industry a completely different industry again to 
photo yeah. shoots. It, they all they all interlink. Yeah. But they're all very different at the same time. And I remember when I worked with my old boss, she she turned it down, but she had the opportunity to work on Harry Potter. Oh wow! Um, but her kids were—I think it was her kids were really small, and it would have obviously meant being away quite a lot. And, yeah. Um, and so she turned it down, but she—I don't know who did Voldemort's nails in the end. I was just thinking um, that I was watching that last night. I was thinking yeah, I, was I, know, I was watching the other day. Whenever I see it, I always think of her, just like. I wonder who actually did that. And I'm sure that if anyone's listening who's a session tech from about 20 years ago, they may well have a view of yeah. who did that. But, but it's really weird you said that because I was literally watching watching that uh, the, the last the last of that last night, and I, I it, 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 but the camera zoomed into his hands, and I thought. Oh, you those nails. Because, but don't we all? I think all of us do. It's like you know, whenever you know X factors on, and we know that like you know whatever um, product company team's been up to the studio yeah. doing the nails, and we're all just like hooked, like glued onto the nails. We don't care about this. Yeah, just glued onto the nails. I remember doing it with um, I've forgotten her name, Mucha um, thing. Oh, I can't remember her last name from. Oh, what are they called? Oh, round round. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. What they're called. Hmm. Girl band, which she always used to have really long <laughs> before they were a thing. And oh. I remember actually stopping the TV and trying to work out what had had, what they had been done to her nails to make them look like they did. And, yeah. um, and I still don't know who did her nails, and it does always bug me. I know because they, they don't put a credit on the TV screen as it goes past, do they? No, it goes goes past too fast, and then you know that's another thing with nails. It's not they don't always get credited. Sugar babes, so, sorry, sugar babes. That was who that's it was. The one. <laughs> I remember. I know who you mean now. <laughs> I know, but she did. She always had these amazing nails, and um, yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure it was an amazing session tech that you used to do them for. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Or she had an amazing nail tech that was doing them as a as a regular thing. But, yeah, definitely. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so where do you see this course going and developing as um, as it be, uh, once it's gone past its launch? Well, at the moment, I'm sort of it's going to have a little mini soft launch, if you like, in in sort of early in mid January, because if um if I can get a sort of like a handful of say fifteen to twenty nail texts to go go through the course, um, they will then be ready if yeah. Fashion Week. Fashion Week comes up in February Ooh. and teams are needed, they will have the they will then have the information within having a kit and all the things they need to know for session for Fashion Week. Um, I mean obviously nobody knows where it's going just yet. So it is a sort of wait and see situation and it will evolve, re-evolve again. Um, yeah. But I think that if you, if I start a course before a fashion week, that's the first thing they can get involved in. Yeah. It will actually give them the practical value that is part of the part of the industry is being part of that practicality of yeah. being able to be part of a nail team. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, so, so February, I'm um, not February, and January, mid January is the sort of a name. There's not a definite date yet, but it's definitely mid January. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be, and I, I think as well, it's sort of it's a nice time of the year to do something like that because so many of us are in that kind of little drop after Christmas mm. that there's plenty of time for people to um, sign up and take part. Definitely. And maybe start developing a new wing to their career. Yeah. It is, isn't it? And it is, especially if you're a solo therapist, it is something that you can kind of dip in and out of a little bit, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, if some, some people might only want to do, so, you know, have the experience of fashion week, I mean, obviously, if they work in a salon, um, it, it's really good PR and marketing for that salon, that salon mm. owner. You know, when, when the nails are visible, they can use that as PR on Instagram, yeah. on Facebook, on on you know with their with their clients on in their local press you know 
So you know, and they're able to do stuff because I think that's one of the things, isn't it? That whole credits thing yeah. and who can use the images is always something that needs to be considered when you do session work, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously with session work, if you're doing photo shoots, a lot of you can't do nothing can go out in, into the wide world of social media or yeah. or um, the local press until the publication that it, it's published in has gone yeah. live. Um, and some of them you can't even post until the, the book uh, magazine is off the shelves. So it's a month later than when it's wow. been published originally. So, so it just depends. It depends on the criteria that yeah. the that particular publishing company or uh, you know are doing. But if it, if it goes into the public domain, like Fashion Week is in the in the in the press and on the news and in the social media within hours and within minutes of, of a show yeah. finishing. So it, once it's in the public domain, it, you can post away. Yeah. Well, there's just there's so much involved isn't there that I think yeah. you know, it isn't like but I suppose really to a degree like everything in this industry everyone always thinks it's just a case of sitting down painting someone's nails and yeah. or you know putting some eyeshadow on somebody or some you know putting some whatever in someone's hair they always just think it's a very very simple process and yeah. and as always it is evidenced to not be that simple and there's so many different things that you have to consider. Yeah, some shows can be, you know, you can be there from nine in the morning and the show's not till six in the evening. Yeah. That will be an extravagant show, probably extravagant now, extravagant hair and makeup, all sorts. Yeah. Um, but just because you have, you might, you might have like, you know, 40, 50 models to do the same similar look yeah. on. And so, you know, hair and makeup is, their teams are huge. Yeah. And um, also just and one was, thing, sorry, sorry go I was just going to say, one of the things that um, session work has been synonymous with over the years, particularly within nails, and I'm sure this does reflect across hair and beauty as well, is that there's been a lot of um, expectation that people work for free. And, and is that a way, is there, is there a way of avoiding that? And is that, you know, would that be going to the agencies and then the agencies actually do pay people? Because I it's know a, it's, it's a real that, kind of grey. Yeah, there is a trick, there is a trick. To be fair, nobody should be doing anything for free, but yeah. when you're starting out, um, if you're going to go into it the way I went into it, you have to, if you need to build your portfolio, yeah. portfolio building is probably done via editorial work, you know, the fashion pages, yeah. and often they are unpaid, but you have to look at it as an investment in your future, because for every free one, you're, you will end up getting paid jobs. Yeah. which will mean you're not out of pocket for the ones you've done for free yeah and I look at it as a you know if you're an intern you don't get paid very much yeah and sometimes if you're doing if you're doing work experience you don't get paid at all Absolutely. you know it's it's building it's it, there's so many more elements to it I mean that's where you need if you're when you first start out you need to have a, an income from having either doing salon work even if it's on a part-time level or um mobile so you can work it around your clients so you've got yeah. income coming in through regular clients yeah they're happy for you to move them around last minute should you get a job um and then you've got that to sort of like buffer buffer yeah. you while you're because you do need a portfolio because people will ask you for a portfolio i mean i remember when i didn't even have an instagram when i first started out you know yeah. and i didn't i I, I didn't even know about taking photographs of nails because it wasn't in, as as a at, back then it wasn't yeah. as big as it is now and that's only no. seven or eight years ago it's not it's not yeah. that far not, not that far no. it's, it's, I think cause it's one of those interesting things isn't it and I think there comes a point doesn't there where it's just you know you go beyond maybe that working for free and, it, and maybe it shouldn't be considered as working for free it should be working to build your portfolio it's an and investment it's, 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 yeah and, and it is that isn't it because obviously you know session work can be um you know paid well and yeah. and it can be a really good career pathway to go down yeah so it can be I mean listen, 
Lisa, Lisa said to me once, she said, you know, you can go into it just doing fashion week twice a year, working on the teams. You can go into it, you know, maybe do one or two jobs a month, you know, as well. Yeah. Or you can go into it. And I, I, you know, me, I just jumped in straight and I want the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and so I did have to do, I did do some of the sort of, I did quite, I wanted to get my portfolio built quite quickly. So I had to do some of the, the legwork. Yeah. And I, that, I, somebody said to me and I can't it wasn't anyone who was in the in the nail industry so it is an investment in where you want to be in yeah. a few years um, yeah. yeah a few years it can take a few years it didn't take as long as I thought it was going to take um, I was estimating it could take and I just kept my kept my clients kept going back to yeah. my clients every two or three weeks you know some I get new ones coming in and I just say well you know this is what I'm doing but yeah. you might have to move your appointment from time to time but I will give you flexibility if you give me flexibility yeah that's it. So, exactly, so you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is good. I mean, which is... It, you know, like any anything in life, it's never, nothing is ever as straightforward as it. It might seem no. on the outside. There's always there's always little niggles here and there, but at the end of the day, it's an it's an enjoyable side to the industry. I really I really do enjoy yeah. it. And if I don't do it for very long, I start thinking, oh, I miss it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure because it is because I think you, there must be a lot of buzz around it, and and it is, and there's just sort of I suppose there's usually quite a big positive vibe on the sets and whatever, and it's just. Everybody's always just a little bit waiting for the good thing to happen, aren't they? I yeah, I mean it's nice when you're on when you're on set. It's like you get there, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. You might not leave till eight nine in the evening, but you're like a family for that entire day. Yeah. You've got a starting point, the the, the glam point, the photograph point, the changing of the the. Um, clothing and stuff like that it's it's all an involvement it's like it's like a metamorphosis if you like yeah all the way through right to the end and then and it starts be a session tech <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm getting a bit beyond it now no, i mean you can still you can, anyone can still do it if you just want to do the odd the odd show or the yeah. odd the odd assisting it's no it's it's still a great experience you know yeah. and it's not, it's not an experience everybody wants i know not every, it's not everyone's cup of tea but no. depends if you want to stretch your creativity it's, it's how you want to stretch your creativity and whether you know you see it as a a full-time part-time or just an ad hoc sort of thing yeah that's good. Okay, so um, I just want to do, at the end of all my interviews, I always just do like a few quick questions just to sort of, yeah, a little bit of industry feedback and um, and what you've done with your career and, and just, yeah, just a few, a few silly questions really, but just want you to say the first thing that comes into your mind and, um, and that's it really. So um, what makes you get out of bed in the morning? Job in London. <laughs> um, usually, that, that's usually four o'clock in the morning. Oh goodness, that's way too early. Um, <laughs> what's been the happiest moment of your career? I think unexpectedly winning Scratch Stars. Yeah, excellent. I wasn't. Although I was nominated and had to go through the process, it was a, it was a, it was a surprise. Yeah, and it was a really pleasant surprise. Because you see the other people that you're up against and you, you spend the whole night just going, imposter syndrome, they're going to get it because of whatever reason. And you just and I think it's just like that self-preservation thing, isn't it? So that if it doesn't definitely. happen. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, what is the best piece of advice you've had and did you listen or did you learn the hard way? Um, I think I learned the hard way because I wanted to go into session work yeah. 100%. That was the hard way to be fair um but it was an enjoyable hard way because yeah. it, I, you i learned quickly i learned i learned didn't learn the hard way but it in a way i did and in a way i didn't it's sort of like yeah. it was probably that i could probably done it a bit more gradually but 
I was I wanted to go whole hog. Yeah. Um, if you could change one thing in your career, what would you change? Um, that I actually had really nice natural nails. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Um, what person, place, or experience has it inspired you the most professionally? Oh, sorry, I missed that bit. Oh, did you? What person, place, or experience has inspired you most professionally? Um, I think I think the, the the experience was doing the first very first um, independent editorial yeah. that I did for Vogue, and that 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 could, that, could, that at the right at that point was like a pinnacle. I was never expecting that soon. Yeah. I can only say that that one because it's I the front cover is still my my screensaver on my phone and it's been there for for eight years. That's it. That's, that's, that's how important to me it was back then. Yeah, yeah still, that's it. And still, if it's still there now, then that's like yeah, it says everything. Yeah. Isn't it? No, I so, just it's just it's just that, that that was that was my sort of like yes moment. Yeah, and I are then that's good when you have that. Um, so what is the best if you if you if you go for um, a spa treatment or something? What's the best treatment that you've ever had? Or even having your hair done, whatever it may be, but within the salon industry. Oh, my head, yeah. Um, I won't talk about my hair, but that hasn't been cut for ages. Um, <laughs> it would probably have to be um, a shoulder, neck, and head massage. Mm, nice. Because I carry because I carry a lot of stress quite often in my shoulders and my head, and and when you when you're tired and you're you know early starts, late finishes, and early starts, late finishes. Actually, if you you hold on to a lot of stress in your shoulders, yeah. your upper back. And your neck and your head. So yeah, yeah. that would that I, I always over everything else. I'd go for that. Not a full body massage. Not bothered about the rest of my body. Just put my head and neck and shoulders. Yeah, put them back together. Yeah, <laughs> but is that but that self care is just so so important. And, yeah, and I'm pleased to like humpty dumpty sometimes. Yeah, I know. If I'm I've got a meeting in a couple of weeks, and I've just had to ask them if we can actually just have it half an hour later because I've got a massage book that morning and I'm not missing it. No, self care is so important, and it's. And I know at the moment I'm two weeks away from it and I already know how much I need it. So I'm not moving it. Yeah. Um, okay. And would you do it all over again? Yes, yeah. definitely. Absolutely. I don't, I think most of us I don't, know if I, I don't know if I would even tweak anything. The industry, I would say that they need to sort of like update the, how things work when you're going into the industry about yeah. being paid for things, editorials, especially. Um, it, it, they don't always pay, but you get some good, if you, if you can get some good images to start your portfolio, yeah. then then you're away. But once you've got them, you don't have to keep doing the freebies. You can yeah. just choose the publications if they come in and they want you. Yes, I'll do that. Even if it's not, if if it just covers your your travel expenses, for yeah. instance, I'd rather have that than not have anything. Yeah, this is it. But if you can get your image out there, you know, and it is nothing. That's the wonderful thing with session work, isn't it? Is that your image is out there and the public can see your work. Whereas if you're doing that for free, sitting at your dining room table and you're giving free treatments away to someone yeah. to try and build your career, no one ever really sees it, do they? No, but with what no. you do, you can. But get I think like it's nice, it's, and also when you when you see something of yours in print, mm. uh, especially if the nails are really visible, um, yeah. and you or you might see a billboard on a when you're on the train. Yeah. Somebody, I say, oh, I just seen my, a photograph with something I did on Orpington Station, and I was on the train and it whizzed past it. And I so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> then some, somebody else, somebody else I know is a makeup artist going to a different photo shoot, took a photograph of it, made, seemed stopped at Orpington Station. <laughs> <laughs>
Because I think, you know, it just shows that, you know, no matter how successful you are, those little things still kind of are what melt your heart a little it's bit. So ex- it is exciting. To, it is, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost indescribable when you see something, especially when you know how hard you've worked to, to do it, to get yeah. the job the first thing, how long you've been there for the job, and then the images come out and you think, actually, I'm proud of that. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it should be, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so finally, for anyone that wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? And how can they find out more about what you've got coming up? The, um, well, I've, I've got a, I've just started not so long ago, a little Instagram page called Session Work Academy. That's the holding name for the, the I suppose, the, the school, the academy. Yeah. The, the course is going to be called something slightly different. It's going to be called Nailing Session Work, the Creative Blueprint. Ooh. Um, right. Because it, it I wonder if there be there may be more courses under Session Work Academy eventually, um, but yeah. So you can DM me via that. Via that, you can DM me via my my main Instagram, which is Nikki Rose Hill. Um, that's where I put all my sort of like Session Work photographs and a few sort of random ones thrown in. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so you can board, anyone who's interested, feel free to contact me. I, I do, I'm trying to build up the, the sort of like what I call the founder members of the, of the first co- run of the course. Wonderful. So if you're interested in being part of that, um, you might you might be quite surprised that it's you can get in there quite quickly. Wonderful. Get started quite quickly from Good. mid-January. That's great. And what I'll do is I'll put, a, if you, we'll get the details and we can put those on the show notes as well so oh, that they can go there for perpetuity. And <laughs> um, yeah, it is, but been great talking to you. Yeah, and, you too. Um, and we'll stop the recording now. And uh, yeah, and can't wait to get this out so everyone can hear all about it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's okay. So big thank you there to Nikki Rose Hill giving us an insight into the really, really interesting world of session work um, within the salon industry. It's a massive area that um, is open to lots of different types of opportunity and across all of our different fields of work. So um, if you're interested in joining her on her first course, then you can get in touch with her. Details will be in the show notes, as we said. And, um, and just little interesting bits to take away there, how, you know, you do need to have experience in the industry and qualification and the right insurance as well, which I think even for someone as experienced as Nikki was a bit of a, um, yeah, seemed to be a bit of a shock as to that be, you know, <laughs> making sure that you aren't going to have some scaffolding drop on your head. Um, but a real light enlightening moment for her career that uh, maybe, you know, just one of those things that you don't know what you don't know. So just make sure that you have all of your um, right protections in place. Um, But that was a really, really great interview and lovely to share some time with her. And I really hope that you enjoyed it and do get in touch with her if you're interested in in understanding a little bit more about the session world and taking on her course, which will be available in its soft launch form in January. So thanks ever so much and see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with other industry professionals you think may enjoy the show too. For links and further information, you'll find those in the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. You can also hear more from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on the Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.